help with a strata law issue or a building and construction matter. Sachs Girachi Lawyers is a leading Sydney law firm that can help. With over 20 years experience, Sachs Girachi Lawyers focus on commercial litigation, building and construction, strata law and local government regulation issues. Now, here is your podcast. Strata schemes legislation in New South Wales requires the owners corporation hold various meetings from time to time. A fundamental aspect of those meetings is the construction and execution of a motion. How that motion is drafted can have a significant bearing on the intended outcome. To learn more about the importance of drafting good motions, I'm with David Sachs of Sachs Girachi. David, firstly, what is a motion in the context of strata? Hi Dan, um, nice to speak again. Uh, a motion is the mechanism by which an owner's corporation makes a decision. So a motion is a proposal, if you like, that is put to a meeting and then it is voted on by the people who are eligible to vote at the meeting. And if the motion is passed, it then becomes a resolution. And being a decision of the Onus Corporation or the Strata Committee as a resolution, it will be um, a, a process that the Onus Corporation is then required to do or implement or comply with. Um, so it is a way of, of an Onus Corporation making decisions that the Onus Corporation itself or its Strata Committee or its Strata Managing Agent will in fact execute. Hence, they're incredibly important to get right. It's absolutely fundamental to um, getting decisions made that either the strata committee or a lot owner or a particular group of lot owners want um, to have made by an owner's corporation. And the, um, the, the, the person who is proposing a motion needs to think carefully about a number of factors um, in order to ensure that when their motion is presented to the meeting and a decision is made, that the decision is the decision that they want the owners corporation to make for them so that the things that they want to get done can in fact get done. David, is there a rule of thumb that you know you apply in giving advice or uh, helping uh, with the construction of these motions, uh, almost like a ready reckoner that 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 um, you know people could adopt. Look, ultimately, Dan, it depends on the decision that the particular person wants the owners corporation to make. But what what is a fundamental element of any motion is that it needs to be able to be presented to a group of people and they can vote on it either in favour of it or against it. So the drafting of the motion needs to, if you like, be capable of being answered yes or no. Um, it so also therefore... Needs to be, it, it also needs to contain a single proposition, i.e. not multiple propositions, so that if you, in fact, roll up in a motion two or three different things, then um, it may be difficult for the people voting to vote yes or no because they may 
on the first part of the proposition want to vote yes, but on the second part of the proposition want to vote no. So that the motion needs to be properly drafted so that it puts a single proposition that can be answered either yes or no, or people can decide not to participate in the vote, they can abstain. Given the importance of it, and, and potentially, I suppose, the difficulty in constructing a good motion for, for an important matter, is it your recommendation that there should be legal advice sought uh, in, in, the, in, in the construction of that motion? Indeed. Lawyers are, one thing that lawyers are expert about is preparing um, motions that work in the way in which I've explained. And, and another dimension of it too, Dan, is that the motions need to be, or the things that you want the owners corporation to do, to be things that an owners corporation can in fact lawfully do. So there is no point for example, putting forward a motion that an owner's corporation do something that is, say, inconsistent with its, its obligations under the Strata Schemes Management Act, or which is something that an owner's corporation is not capable of doing. Um, and that requires a lawyer's eye to carefully understand what the powers that an owner's corporation in fact has and what the limits of those powers in fact are. And that will be not only just because it needs to be within the scope of what an owner's corporate, the owner's corporation's property, but it requires a, a, a detailed understanding about the relationship between an owner's corporation and the lot owners who live in the block. And that was brought to the fore relatively recently in one of the disputes concerning pets in Strata because one of the reasons why the Court of Appeal decided that the Owners Corporation's decision to ban pets in a Strata scheme was because the Court of Appeal found that an Owners Corporation did not have the power to control the way in which lot owners used their lots in this particularly personal way. So even though they were talking about, you know, an animal and a pet or whatever it is in that particular context, the, the, the Court of Appeals decision had some very important lessons about where the authority of an owner's corporation ends and where the privileges and the freedoms of lot owners to do whatever they choose within their lots begins without being interfered with by an owner's corporation. Um, that line that's there is not often easy to determine, um, but it requires the skill of an experienced strata lawyer who deals with these things regularly to understand whether the motion is going to be effective and enforceable or whether it's not going to be. David, conversely, opposing a motion, I assume, would take the same sort of uh, intellectual rigour? Um, it, it, sometimes it depends on the motion itself. And I, I might just dispense with the easy thing first, Dan. If, if somebody opposes a motion that either the Strata Committee or some other lot owner has put forward, then people are entitled to vote against it without having to explain their position. 
but there's a very fertile area of disputes in strata to do with making of bylaws and often a, a, a particular lot owner may wish to ask the owners corporation to vote on the making of a bylaw because it's going to give them special privileges to do certain things on and about the common property or to renovate their apartment or anyway to do a whole range of things that lot owners may want to do with their property that um, has an ongoing impact on the common property. And the reason why that is a special case is because the New South Wales Civil and Administrative Tribunal has the jurisdiction to consider if a bylaw is refused by an owners corporation, whether that refusal is unreasonable. And a, a, a person who puts forward a bylaw to a meeting and has that bylaw refused can bring that dispute to the tribunal and ask the tribunal to make that bylaw notwithstanding the meeting's decision because the meeting has acted unreasonably in refusing it. Now, if you're one of those persons who wants to oppose making of the bylaw because, for example, you know the, the, the lot downstairs wants to convert the bookshop into... A, um, into a bar with you know opening hours till 2am in the morning and you live above and you're concerned about the noise impact if you if you feel that way about it then you you need to be careful to ensure that the explanation for your opposition is um, is articulated before or at the meeting and that it is recorded in the minutes because in the event that the person takes that case to the tribunal, it can be a very important factor in the tribunal's consideration about what the reasons that were given for opposition to um, the making of that motion to create the bylaw. And if you sit silently and don't say anything, then you can expect that um, when the matter is argued before the tribunal, it could well be um, interpreted that the opposition had no basis at all and that gap could be filled up by anybody else's explanation for the way in which you voted um, and that may not reflect your, your actual reasons at all. So it, it would be wise if there's a very important motion that you know is going to be considered by an owner's corporation, particularly if it's going to be considered uh, if it's for the passing of a bylaw, um, and it's important for you to oppose that, then you would want to get um, some legal advice about the way in which you can articulate your reasons and ensure that they're recorded on the official minutes that are kept by the owner's corporation. Now, this also leads into the issue, Dan, about um, acknowledging that we're in Strata, we're working with groups of people and that communication is king with that and that it would be, um, it, it, it's certainly wise that if you want to talk to somebody about their motion and why you would be opposing it, that you would speak to them. And if you need to um, get other lot owners to support you who you know, may be ignorant of the issues or may be apathetic or anything, but to get people to support you in your opposition because 
one vote is one vote, but 10 votes is much more significant in that context. David, at what juncture do you recommend getting that legal advice? Like, is it, you know, prior to sort of rounding up other lot owners who may be able to support your your, your opposition? Uh, or is it um, uh, after that's done? It, it's always good to get some preliminary legal advice when you've received a notice of motion or, uh, sorry, a notice of meeting and it's got a motion that you want to oppose that you get some legal advice to understand the, the context that you're working in because often lawyers can suggest reasons for opposing motions that may not you know, occur to a particular lot owner. Sometimes the, the better things are to consider how, you know, a motion, if it becomes a resolution, is going to be implemented, how it's going to work in the context of the Strata Schemes Management Act and what the, you know, the activities of the Strata Managing Agent and the Owners Corporation are. Um, it, 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 those things can be more powerful reasons that you want to explain to other lot owners other than just your own personal idiosyncratic views, which are often interpreted as you know, sour grapes or some sort of animosity to, you know, the other lot owner. David, at Saxidrachi, this is uh, the type of work that you do. You've got a strong strata practice there. Yeah, definitely. And we, we like giving advice to people about, you know, the strategic aspects of dealing with things to take some of the heat out of the disputes and to have them, you know, presented in a, you know, a rational and, and therefore in a more effective and persuasive way. David, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or need more information, simply call Sax Girachi on 02 9331 5177. 